Hello and welcome to Around the Natty episode 5. We're back. I'm Andrew. And I'm Logan. And like I said, we're back. We're on a hiatus. Uh, Couldn't get together, couldn't get uh, our schedules to match up, but we are back. We're ready to talk some Cincinnati sports. Um, So we want to start off by just giving a little update on what we've been doing and why we haven't been around. Yeah, I mean, life kind of came about as fast. Uh, we're, you know, as some of you guys might know, we're in our last semester of undergrad, so obviously kind of busy there. Um, unfortunately, you know, I was in Chicago for a week on a conference. Uh, I was there for the Great Lakes Athletic Training Association's conference, which was really super fun, educational. I got to flick the bean, so that was kind of cool. That's a weird <laughs> And uh, weird flex, but okay. <laughs> and... Uh, I also, you know, got to try uh, Giordano's, I think is what it's called. Giordano's, Is that a like pizza that. place? It's a pizza place. So yeah. It was all right. And uh, <laughs> not as good as Trotta's, but it was still good. And uh, hashtag round the natty. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I really, you know, I, I've, we've just been busy. And unfortunately, like I said, we haven't had, had the chance to get together. But uh, Andrew, what's going on with you? I think you were on a conference as well at one point, didn't you? Yeah, so my conference in a much less known city... Uh, I went to Muncie, Indiana, which if you've ever been to Muncie, Indiana... Home of the, uh, meth- the Ball State Cardinals, and, right? Yeah, and the Meth Addicts. Um, you know, so we, we pretty much stayed in the hotel. Uh, the hotel had a brewery in it, so that was fun. Um, but yeah, uh, we learned a lot, a lot of leadership stuff, a lot of that. Um, but other than that, it's just been you know school and work, so... We haven't been able to link in uh, and get this get a recording time down, but but we're back. We're we're packed with news. Um, some yeah. good, some bad, some really bad, some even worse. <laughs> but yeah. you know, we're gonna dive right in and we're gonna start in the dark times. It's gonna yeah. be a, it's gonna be a dark time. Uh, as the as of the date right now, as we're recording this, uh, it is the twenty second of March, mm, um, which the will, Ides of March. Yes, will which will go down as. Uh, another UC Bearcats being upset by a lower seed or by higher seed. Sorry. Um, so Bearcats uh, get beat out by the Hawkeyes today um, in embarrassing fashion in the end. Um, so I'm gonna let you start off, Logan. Go ahead. Yeah. So you know I'm a I'm a firm believer of not allowing policy or frame of mind to be made or written following an emotional event, this being one of them, okay? I've heard a lot of calls as a result of this loss and some other you know, failed successes or, or I should say lack thereof uh, for McCronin's job. And the reality is, is that first of all, I think we need to, before we talk about this game today, we need to talk about we are the model of of consistency in terms of you know teams that are are consistently there. We've been in the tournament nine straight years. Yeah, there's very few other programs that can say that. I, I it's also like nine think, or six or something. Uh, now I, I will say though that it's been since 2012. That's seven seasons now since we've made it out of the first weekend yeah. of March. Yeah, and that's and that's disheartening. I don't think it's fair to say it's unacceptable. Um, whenever you're, you know, winning conference championship tournaments, when you're winning conference championships, regular season championships, I should say, when you are consistently nine straight years in in the in the tournament, I think that we as UC fans are spoiled. And I think the other thing is that we underestimate and forget this is a rebuilding year for us guys. We graduated two seniors and and one one guy who would have been a senior this year who was a prolific scorer um, one of the best in uh, in the uh, um, division in all division one basketball last year I think to I think we need to model and perhaps adjust our expectations accordingly now let's kind of talk about today's game the game today was was difficult it started off the first half was great uh, you know Jaron Cumberland wasn't necessarily firing um, and, and he wasn't hot offensively but he was distributing well. Um, Nas, uh, Nasir Brooks was out there working it. I mean, I think it, there was a, a two or three possession um, exchange where he had an offensive rebound, uh, a, bunk, a, a dunk, and a block consecutively. 
Yeah. Uh, I think he was really owning that game. And regrettably, due to some what I would assert as poor officiating, he fell into foul trouble early. And I think that kind of sealed the fate for the for us going forward. Um, Justin, Jennifer, Justin Jennifer at the beginning of the first half was, was shooting Fun well. Cain uh, Broom was moving the ball well. Even whenever Jaron Cumberland was on the bench for that two or three minute stretch, we were scoring well still. Yeah. Uh, between Cumberland or between uh, Jennifer and Kane Broom, and uh, you know, regrettably, you know, Iowa went in the second half, made some adjustments, came out absolutely shooting unbelievably, and you and I talked off air before we got on. I mean, that's how that's how upsets happen. Upsets happen whenever teams come alive from beyond the three point line. Uh, it's how UMBC won last year and went to the Sweet Sixteen. How they beat Virginia in the first round. Uh, as we speak now, Iona is up at the half against North Carolina. Uh, that's how they're up. They're they're shooting well from outside. Yeah. And you know, unfortunately, this was a Bearcats team that I think really overachieved this season. Yeah. Um, and regrettably came up short in the tournament. I agree. Um, and I think you hit it right on the head with Brooks. I mean, it was like two different teams when he's on there. Um. You know, obviously when he was on there, they're um, they got him up there and they're scoring points. I think they threw up a graphic during the game that um, they were outscoring um, Iowa by 19, and then without him on it, I was outscoring them by 19. So it's definitely it's definitely a big swing when he's you know not on the court. And again, you said you said it's bad officiating. There was also a lot of um, kind of goofy ones. Um, there were a couple where he. He had multiple tripping fouls yeah. in that game. It wasn't just one. It was multiple. Right. Um, and that that Garza for Iowa, he had, I'll, I'll just mention this, he had huge eyebrows. Was, <laughs> I mean, absolute caterpillars. Um, but uh, he seemed to always be in the right spot, and he'd always seem to draw the foul. And he, he, he played a hell of a game and, and everything, but, you know, one thing that the Bearcats do well is is defense, and it's always been that way, and it, I don't see that changing anytime soon. Not as long as McCrane's there. Right, yeah. absolutely. And with that, there's going to be games like this where if a team gets hot and they start, you know, start splashing down everywhere, it's going to be hard for them because you know there was, it looked like they there was no nothing they could do. I mean, I was watching it, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, like. Like just score, like because every time it was like they'd go in there and they get they wouldn't get it in, and then the next team would smash a three, and then you're like, okay, well, you know, play that defense that you you know you can play, and and when the defense starts failing, you're like, well, what are we supposed to do? Right. What are we supposed to do? This is what we're known for, and if we're not going to do what we're best at, well, it's like we got to have somebody who can we can fall back on to start putting some points down, and Cumberland wasn't that guy today, and and that. The, what the situation you just described was not unique to this game. Right. I mean, UC's arguably their worst loss of the season was to ECU. It's exactly what happened to ECU. Both the games la- against Memphis. The last Houston game as well. Right. I mean, both both games against Memphis uh, during the regular season, uh, they went off from beyond the three, and luckily we came out with, with some wins. But, I mean, those were some nasty, you know, fight-to-the-end games. Yeah. And then you and I were talking again off air, and every game was a was a to the wire game. It felt like, aside from probably the last game in the AAC tournament yeah. when they played Houston, and you know, I someone tweeted. I saw someone tweet. I'll give him a shout out at Chuck Diesel. You're welcome. You, you're welcome, Chuck Bear, Chucky Bear. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, he said. You know, I know that Houston's supposed to be, this is when we lost to Houston on senior night. You know, he said, I know Houston's supposed to be a good team, but aren't we supposed to play well against good teams? Yeah. And he was absolutely right. I mean, and that's what you have to expect when you come to the tournament. And I really thought that after coming off of a big win against Houston, I really thought we'd come out fine. Yeah. I think, and I think we did in the first half. Um, but our, <clears throat> our perimeter defense has to be better. It, yeah. just, it, it just has to be, be, it has to be better. Yeah. We have to find and be more creative in scoring. Our half-court offense is terrible. It's awful. Yeah. If we can't get Jaron Cumberland coming off the screen, or if his shots aren't falling, we have no half court offense. Yeah. Um, next year, Justin Jennifer and Jane, and Kane Bream won't be here. We don't know if Cumberland will be here or not. He may enter the draft. We'll see. But we have to find a way to get creative with our offense. And you know, if if just or if Jaron Cumberland doesn't come back, I'm I'm scared because I don't know who's next. I mean, Trayvon Scott. I I don't know. And I I don't know. And, and I think that 
the only thing that gives me hope is that, you know, I saw Gary Clark from his junior year to a senior year make a huge jump offensively. Yeah. And hopefully Trayvon, Trayvon Scott can do the same. But, you know, aside from that, man, I'm, you know, I'm nervous. And obviously we'll have Nas coming back. You hope that Mamadou Diara comes back and plays better. Um, and he has to be better off the bench. Mamadou yeah. Diara, he was an absolute liability out there today. Um, we switch everything in terms of screens, and he can't he can't guard on the perimeter. Um, he was he looks soft down low. Uh, our ability to, to crash the offensive boards and 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 secure defensive rebounds completely went out the window whenever Nas went out of the game, and you know that's that, those are things that you know shots won't fall, but those are things that are within our control that we have to do well all the time, yeah. and that's what this team is built on. Um, so it's extremely frustrating. Don't get me wrong. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think we had planned to play the love it or shove it, but if I were going to make a love it or shove it question, I would say, you know, would you consider the season to be, um, or the season is a, uh, disappointment, I, love it or shove it. And, you know, if we were going to play that game, I would say shove it because I don't think the season was a disappointment, but it, I am very disappointed in how today's result went. But, but aren't you so sick of that? I mean, we say it. Every year, are you not just frustrated and tired of? <laughs> yeah, we had a great season, but it didn't end how we wanted. We've been saying that. I feel like it's deja vu every time a season ends in Cincinnati. I was about to say, I think it's some of the Cincinnati oh, sports fatigue it's, there. It's the most, it's the most infuriating and tiring thing. Yeah, we had a great season, but we had a great season, but the only the only relief I've had. The past couple of years is the Bengals not even being in the conversation. You know what I mean? It's like, man. But uh, I'm not gonna harp on it. Um, <laughs> it's rough, man. It, it hurts. It's hard. It's I, hard. That's I'm sore. Said. I'm sore from it. Um, it feels very reminiscent of Nevada last year to me. Um, like mm. I said, not gonna harp on it. Not gonna harp on it. I'm cut it off. I'm cut <laughs> it off right there. Um, so what we're gonna do? Um, I think the season overall was was a great season, but again, um, still 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 is tough. It's still an overachieving, still hurts. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to next season. That's all I have to say at this point. That's good luck. all I got to say. About good luck Iowa. to Iowa. Okay, <laughs> good luck. Um, but we're gonna make a shift here. Um, we're gonna shift to football in the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, a lot has happened since the last time we spoke with you guys. Um, a lot, uh, uh, some different coaches. Um, we finally have our defensive coordinator that we were talking about last time. And then free agency hit as well. So there's been a, a lot of uh, talk there. Not really much on the Bengals' side. They've made some some pretty sound signings, I would say, in my opinion. They didn't make that big splash that people may have thought was going to come with uh, Zach Taylor. And, and with that, I think you got to remember, Zach Taylor's not the only guy in that room. We still got Mike Brown, and we still got Duke Tobin kind of you know, handling that stuff. And we'll see the different approach to the draft and stuff like that and see the effects that that has on Mike Brown. Um, but uh, with that, we're going to kind of go over the coach o- uh, overview. So our new defensive coordinator, uh, I'm going to butcher his name, uh, uh, Anamuro? Anamuro. Lou Anarumo. Anarumo. There it is. Um, thoughts, Logan? So first of all, I'm glad that we finally hired a defensive coordinator. <laughs> Um, I was beginning to worry that we weren't going to, and uh, we might have to give Marvin a call. Um, that's kind of that's kind of where we're ne- where we're we're nearing, honestly. Um, He's busy yeah. being a commentator, right? Uh, Lou Anarumo is. I, I here's the thing: he's not coached the worst defense or even the 25th ranked defense <laughs> in the in the league the last few years. So that's an improvement from what I we've agree. been at. Um, I, I think that we're very we're all very happy it was not Marquand Manuel from, <laughs> yeah, from the, the Falcons. Uh, from the Falcons yeah. who, I don't know why he even got an interview. Um, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Here's here's my thing is I think Lou and Rima has a lot of talent. I hopefully they can put some linebackers back there for him yeah. uh, because I think that was our biggest weakness. Yeah, we were able to re-sign Dark as an Ard, um, and then we signed uh, B.W. Webb. Yeah. Um, who and played for? Who played, yeah, and, and and you know had a good season under him recently, and so I think that you know 
there's certainly some pieces there. Yeah. Obviously, of Geno Atkins, who had I was, by his standards a disappointing year last year, but is certainly still, still one of the yeah still one of the best interior defensive linemen in the league. Um, Carlos Dunlap is no doubt one of the best pass rushers still. Carl Lawson comes back. Glasgow comes back. That's huge. Right. I know Glasgow doesn't seem like this big flashy player, but I mean, I mean it's in terms of stopping the run, which we started with last year. He's a force on the inside, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that when you play the Ravens, for example, twice a, twice a year, yeah, and their offense and the way their offense is going to look, it's going to be really important to be able to stop the run. Can we talk about that? Joe Flacco gone. Yeah, that's Joe fantastic. Flacco is gone to the Broncos. It's the best thing that could have happened to the Bengals. That's big time. I mean, no, it's actually not because I mean, we play well against the Bengals, we ate right? Joe Flacco yeah. for breakfast. I mean. Yeah. Good lord, um, but I personally don't hate it. Um, it obviously isn't the the prettiest defensive coordinator option that we could have had. I was really hoping we would have got uh, Pleasant from the Rams uh, <laughs> after we lost uh, Del Rio. Del Rio wasn't vibing it, you know. But I I thought Del Rio would have been great. But I I don't hate it. Let's just say that I don't hate it. It's not something I'm gonna go. Oh yeah. Let's do it, you know. But I, I don't hate it. I think he's, I think he's a good coach. I, I don't think he's ever called a deep. Uh, yeah, no, I'm an idiot. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, but he was the interim. Was he, he interim? Was, he was that interim. was his first time calling plays, right? With he was in the interim with Miami. Oh, he was. Yeah. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. Um. That well. So that and that's and that's what I'll say is that. You know I. I don't know what you expect as a fan when you have a young coach like this who doesn't have a large coaching tree. Yeah. But it, it is somewhat... I I come with skepticism and that this staff looks like the 2015 Miami, Miami Dolphins after Joe Philbin got fired. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just hoping... I was just hoping Zach Taylor was going to, like, nudge his father-in-law and be like, yo, you want to help me out, Chief? Like, this is... This is a lot. Like, I know you've been in. You're in Canada right now doing your thing, but <laughs> like, you want know, you want know, to put my name out there for some of these coaches? Well, and, yeah, and, and I mean that's the thing. I, I I think that we were again we kind of spoiled with with Marvin because he had such a large coaching tree and he's well, been in yeah. the game for so long. Yeah, he had many connections, and you know, like or hate some of his, or sorry, love or hate some of his moves. Other the the reality is, is he, there's a lot of people who would come and be willing to take less money being an assistant with the, with the Bengals because Marvin Lewis was there. Yeah. And I think that we got away with uh, paying a lot, a lot of people a lot less money um, who otherwise were relatively significant names, you know, and have gone on to be head coaches, some more successful than others. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I'd say they've all currently are kind of struggling. Um, I don't know. Zimmer went to the playoffs two years ago. Yeah, but I mean, I I don't even think they'll win their division this year. Uh, no, the Bears did. No, I'm saying this coming year. I don't think they'll. I think the Bears won again. I you don't think pa- so? I, I I think the Packers would be right there, and then I think the Vikings will probably be. You think the pack? I think the Packers are in disarray right now. Aaron Rodgers is the most depressed he's ever been. Huh. He when Randall Cobb got signed, he posted an Instagram post of him hugging Randall Cobb. And he put a Shawshank Redemption quote in it. Damn, isn't that weird? Is it the? Is it? Is it was Some it? about birds. Yeah, I was about. I was yeah. saying about Jake. Yeah. He wants his bird. <laughs> if the person, there's one person who would know that reference. No, I'm making fun of them, but they probably don't listen to this. But yeah, that's pretty funny. But yeah, so <laughs> I, you know what? Let's let's give Zim his props. He's a good coach. I think I think yeah, they make some moves and whatever. Their defense is still legit. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, folks. I'm really, I, you know, it, it's there's a lot of unknown. And yeah. I think that we have to go in with understanding that there's a lot of unknown. Now, you mentioned briefly free agency and not making, like, any kind of big name. Initially, I was upset. I was aggravated. I mean, it's hard not to be upset when they open up the free agency season by giving Bobby Hart a right. $21 million contract for yeah. three years. I tweeted out hashtag same day. Instead of New Day, right? It's very clever. I appreciate um, it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but here's the thing. If you look at a lot of these contracts, and and really all the time, a lot of these contracts 
aren't what they look like when they are written down. Well, no, I'll say uh, these the big names that get signed, those end up being really terrible contracts for these yeah. teams. It's very rare that you end up going to a second team on a third or fourth contract and being productive more than a year or at all. Um, I'd be willing to bet that Odell, Beck- Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham Just call him Jr. OBJ. Odell Beckham Jr. I doubt that he will find success beyond a year or two, if that even. Yeah. Um, same with Antonio Brown. I think the Oakland Raiders are going to be terrible. And, they're, and, and again, these are, these are really significant contracts that um, completely destroy the cap Absolutely. of these teams. And uh, we do have some cap space to play with. Um, we are never – we. The one thing that people always say and, and complain about is that the Bengals, oh, they don't spend, they don't spend enough. They don't spend. We actually are above the average uh, per year salary against our cap. Yeah. Um, and the NFL, so we're spending. We just aren't spending on the players that you particularly want. And I, and I think that we have always been a, an organization, or when we've been good, we've been an organization who's been successful in building through the draft. Regrettably, we've had some misses in the first 2015. round. Two thousand fifteen. I mean, I mean two thousand fifteen was a whiff. Right. Let's just say that. The only person who's still left from the 2014-2015 draft, C.J. Uzama. He's the only one who got a second contract. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, and, and I think, and, and especially like the first rounders, you know, I mean, the for, rounds one through four, you really have to hit. Yeah. And but and especially your first round picks, and especially when you're drafting, or you're drafting within the top, the first ten. Yeah. Um, and we've had, you know... I, Cedric Obwehi, nope. John yeah. Ross, give it a minute. We'll see, but so far that's been bad. Um, I know this. He wasn't a first round pick, but he's a second round pick. Uh, Eric Fisher. Um, we we've seen, you know, I I mean the the best draft we had was the AJ Green, um, Andy Dalton draft, and you know, I, I was at twenty thirteen. And since then, I mean, it's been pretty pretty average. I don't know, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon was a pretty good draft. You know what I mean? I mean, he he was a good he was a good draft pick. He was, like, he was a good value pick, absolutely. But yeah. that that draft in and of itself it was, was okay. not great. Yeah, it was okay. Um, um, but yeah, know. let's. I mean, let's let's just let's just go down the list and talk about some of these signings. Sure, go for it. We'll we'll give some opinions, um, and we'll we'll kind of go from there. So I'm gonna start us off with CJ Zama. Um, I, a lot of these deals are. Three years, 21. 21 mil. Um, so, what are, you, what are your thoughts, CJ? I, I personally like it. Um, what do you think? So, I think that if you don't re-sign two of the three guys who were up for free agency, you have to address it in the draft. I think yeah. if you're going to address it in the draft, you're going to use a first or second round pick. I think that those picks could better be utilized elsewhere. Yeah. The, all Those things considered... I don't really have a problem with it. CJ Uzama was, for the most part, serviceable. Yeah. I mean, I'll use the term serviceable. Yeah, I mean, he was he was there. He's you know, I think he's a, a quality blocking tight end. Yeah. Um. I mean, he made some catches there, here and there, two touchdowns, not great, <laughs> but uh. Yeah. Well, and you also understand that. I mean, he played six games without Andy Dalton as well. That's know? true. So. Um, That's true. And six and you know there's games where AJ Green wasn't in. Uh, you know, there's games where, obviously, you know, there's no other tight end threat threat because Tyler Croft and Tyler Eifert were out. Yeah. Uh, you, so I think it's it's easier, and and we had Joe Mixon, so it's also you know we weren't able to really go across the middle very often because they had eight in the box, so it's pretty easy to play the run and then also you know defend any kind of like mid to short passing game as well across the middle of the field. Um, yeah, no, I don't hate it. You yeah. know, if one I, one thing I will say about it. Um, since he's come into the league, uh, I think he's shown steady improvement. You know what I mean? A couple years ago, he was dropping balls left and right. I, I think he was generally a reliable target this year, and he made some good moves. And really, if you think about it, Tyler Eifert doesn't do very much blocking. In fact, he doesn't really line up as a traditional tight end most of the time. Well, and given his, his health record, I don't think he should, right. <laughs> to be no, honest. I would, yeah. I don't and, even want to run him over the middle anymore. Right. No, I'm... But he has to. That's, that's just, why he's successful. Yeah, if we could just bring packages for him where within the 20-yard, <laughs> within the red zone, and throw some maybe some, some corner fades for him, 
Um, that would be that would be most let's ideal. Him, well, let him hit, let him have 15 touchdowns. I don't care if he has 12 <laughs> yards all year long. Just you know. let's let's keep him by those little guys. You know what I'm saying? Right. But uh, speaking of Eifert, he's resigned. Um, another one year deal. Another kind of prove you can make it through the season deal. You know, a lot of these are prove it deals. Prove you can make it in the NFL. But I mean, with his, it's kind of prove that you can make it through an NFL season. So um, with this deal, I'm going to start us off. Um, on the surface, it, it 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 you look at it and you see what you get. Um, he's guaranteed three million. It's one year, and most of it's incentives. And like, what most people are thinking is why he gets injured all the time. I mean, there's really not a a downside to it other than it just fills a roster spot. I mean, low risk, high reward. Yeah, like yeah. if you look at it. It's really a no-brainer. Like if you're gonna, if he's gonna take the hometown discount, right? Right. And he's gonna go. He's gonna go. Okay, I I owe this to the team. I've sat more games than I've played, and the difference between when the difference in Andy Dalton between when he's in there and when he's not in there is huge. Yeah. I mean, he is Andy Dalton's safety net, um, and I mean Tyler Boyd stepped up a little bit, uh, but I don't think he can fill that spot that Eifert had. I mean, Eifert was anytime Andy's getting scrambled or doing this, and he'd flick it up. And there you go, Eifert's got it. So I really like it. I personally went after he went down in uh, Atlanta. I mean, he's having a hell of a season at yeah, that point. Exactly. And when he went down, I'm going, I'm going, man. And he's on that one year prove it deal. And I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, you know what? I have no problem with them giving him that deal again. Yeah. And that, and that's essentially what it was. This is right. like almost an identical deal to what he got last year. Yeah. I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Yeah, this is a very team-friendly deal. I think it's very reasonable for the amount of talent that, that is there. He could go get money elsewhere, I think. Right. Yeah. I think he could have went Someone and got decent money. money. Yeah. yeah, sure. I agree. I agree. I um, You know, and I don't know if they would, he would have been as featured of a, of a receiver in other, other systems or not. But yeah. and I, I, That's the thing, too. I really don't know what they plan on doing with him here, either. I don't know if he's going to be a package player. I don't... Yeah. They might bring him in for for a red zone as a red zone specialist. I, I don't really know. Yeah, they might. I doubt it. They but... might spread him out solely as as a as a wide out. I would do um, that. Good lord. They, I, I, you know, I don't know. I, I think that it'd be foolish not to invest with with the quality running back that they have. Yeah. The sub the the suspect offensive line that they have, and the fact that they just signed these two tight ends. I think they'd be foolish not to run a two tight end set, and. Help protect Andy Dalton a little bit, you yeah. know. Yeah, no, yeah. Play action, play action, play action, play action. Let's let's mismatch, you know, across the middle of the field. You know, okay, you want to bring in eight, you want to bring in an extra linebacker or yeah. you know a, a bigger safety to down. Okay, well, we're gonna make you pay with Tyler Eifert over the top or AJ over the top. You know, we're gonna try and match you up your big guys up with you know the, the much faster, more agile Tyler Eifert. Um, you know, we're gonna move. I hope that they're creative and 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 moving. AJ Green around. I'm tired of him. Yeah. Why? Why can't we? Why can't we bring him in motion? Why can't we put him? This he should be moving all over the place. Your best players have to get the ball. That's something that I've been harping on since we hired Zach Taylor. Yeah. That's going to be the key for me. Is, is, is for me. I don't care if we lose 16 games. I mean, I do. But. I mean, and me too, actually. But you know, but if we lose 16 games and and, and we're creative. Um, but our players just aren't good enough. I.e., you know, Bobby Hart gives up 12 sacks a game, which isn't what beyond reason to suspect. Um, you know, I can live with that if we're doing the things that we need to do uh, to try to get our best players the ball and get the playmakers the ball that they and, and the opportunities that they need to, to be successful. I concur with that. Um, I'm gonna skip this next one because I'm gonna get pre-riled up over it. Um, next one, Preston Brown. Linebacker signed him last year to a one-year deal. Uh, hometown kid. Uh, hometown kid. He he likes it here. And uh, again, I like this signing. Um, I like it. Um, I don't think it. I don't think it necessarily shores up our linebacker room. Uh, but I think it's a quality. I think it's a quality sign. I I don't think we gave him anything outrageous. It's not like we're, you know, breaking the bank here. Um, I mean, the man led the league in tackles two years ago, um, which. You know, it's important. I think it's important. Obviously, he struggled with health last year, as did the entire Bengals roster. Um, so I think I think in the run, he'll be huge. But as far as what our need at linebacker is, it's not filling the run. It's We need somebody who can run sideline to sideline and cover who they need to cover and not 
have this massive gaping hole in the middle of the field. So uh, I like it. I think it helps. Do I think it's the end-all, be-all? Absolutely not. Yeah, I think that... I think that, like you said, it's certainly not the answer to the problem that we have currently. Yeah. Again, you you're not going to find three starting linebackers. You're not you're not going to be able to find and be able to draft three starting linebackers in this draft. I also don't think that it's wise to go out and spend money on an aging linebacker who is on the end of their career, which is what we've done as an organization multiple times. Whether it's James or uh, James James, Har- James Harrison or it's um, AJ. Carlos Dansby or AJ Hawk or whoever it might be. Kevin Minter. You know, Kevin Minter. I mean, you know, these are guys that, you know, are at the end of their career. Preston Brown's still a relatively young guy. Yeah. He, you know, he played a couple of pretty good games at the beginning of the season. I think that the system he was in. I, here's my thing if Geno Atkins looks, looks suspect at times out there, you know, there's. I think that's. I think it's a problem within the system, not the players, I right? Agree. So, I'd like to give him a ch- opportunity to play within a system that is hopefully more effective and uh, more, you know, conducive to their their style and and to, to providing uh, <clears throat> an opportunity for success. But again, if if this is if this was a, a five year deal and they were going to say this is the cornerstone of our defense, then I would be a little more concerned that's not what we're doing here we're simply trying to fill needs right now we had a coaching staff that was hired on late the defense coordinator was hired just weeks ago you know personnel wise there wasn't a lot lot of time to be able to prepare uh, for free agency you know hopefully now they can focus their attention on the draft the upcoming draft we have the opportunity to draft well i think we have 13 picks this year um you know that's plenty of opportunity to, to 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 hit hopefully and and find pieces that can fill some voids for us uh, i think that that you know and i don't mean to jump ahead because we're gonna talk about it here in a little bit but i think that's where we need to go with our first round pick is addressing that need as well yeah uh yeah i agree and i we'll we'll talk about that here in a bit when we we delve into the drafts a little bit and their what their philosophy is going to be with that and kind of where we want them to go and where we think they're going to go and stuff like that but uh another signing uh we thought i i personally thought Denard was gone. Me too. Um, with the signing of Webb, I'm like, that's it. That's you know, that's Denard's you know end here. That's and, a swan song. Yeah, and it, it seemed that way. And he went and had a couple meetings with some teams. He went and met with the Chiefs, I believe. And mm-hmm. I guess his value wasn't what he thought his value was in, right. the, in the league. You know, he's a undersized guy. Um, he's played Nick, uh, you know, slot corner all his life. Uh, or at least all his life in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't really play on the outside much. He's a hell of a run stopper as a corner. I like that. Um, but is he worth, you know, the uh, injury problems? He's not been right. He's not been consistently healthy, and yeah, I think that you know that's that's important to consider as well. I, yeah, but to your point, I think he went out and you know realized that his value wasn't what he thought it was, like you said. And, yeah, and he reassessed that. And he goes, okay, well. You know what? I guess I'll re-sign with Cincy. And I'm happy. I'm happy he's back. Um, personally, I I like Denard as a as a player. I mm-hmm. think he I think he brings a lot to the defense. I think I he, think our corner room is really formidable. Yeah. You know, and I think Jesse Bates is 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 going to be a, a, yeah, a cornerstone he, of the franchise for a long time. And, yeah, I agree. Um, now, if you want to talk about you know the other safety position, then we have we can have a discussion about that because. Yeah. You know, I I think there's definitely room to improve there, but as far as I miss George, you know, right, right. As far as that <laughs> goes, though, I I can really appreciate um the effort to 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 sure up the the corner room and. I mean, heck, dude, we had we had spent like four first round draft picks on everything. Yeah, and and regrettably, I, I I'm I'm personally ready to move on from um. Dre. I'm, yeah, Drake or Patrick. I'm I'm ready to move on from Dre, but you know, for the time being, you know, he's he's here. Hopefully, he plays well. Um, I never really thought he played well in our system, but that was under Zimmer and then Paul Gunther, um, because he always played in his own his own defense. He always played zone coverage, and at Alabama, very rarely played man to man, and we're strictly a press man team, or we were then. Mm-hmm. So I don't know about going forward what that's going to look like, but we'll yeah. see. Um, but yeah, so no, I, I think Darkus Denard though is a, is a solid signing. I think it shares up the the, the corner um, position, and hopefully we can go forward. 
Um, obviously, you know, we have uh, Webb as well, who they signed. Um, but, you know, we mentioned before he had success with, Lu- with Louis Anarumo, and we'll see if he can replicate that this year. You know, it's just so hard to have this conversation because we just don't know what the off- or the defense is going to look like. We, we don't, don't know, know what, what the team's going right, to look like. You know, and, and it's so hard. And I think that, you know, a more and, – and even with after the draft, there's still be a lot of question marks, but at least I'll have a better idea of what we can expect on the field day one, uh, the starting 11, and what that's going to look like. Right. And uh, I'm going to bring it up, and uh, I'm going to need you to hold me back. Bobby Hart. Trash. Bobby Hart. Trash. Side for three years with the Cincinnati Bengals. Right tackle of the future. Woo! Yeah. Mm. Uh, I hate it. I'm just going to start out by saying that. I hate it. It's so bad. I had a discussion with somebody, and I'm sitting there, and they're like, I don't know, maybe there's... Nothing better out there. They're like, they're like, who else are you gonna get? A, go get. I'm like, draft somebody. It's gotta be better. You know what I mean? It's got to be. Yeah, I yeah, I, I don't know. Here's you know, here's what you do. You you pay Andrew Worth what he's worth, <laughs> and you don't let him walk. <laughs> he but plays left tackle. Yeah, yeah, and then you slide Cordy Glenn over to right. I don't know. Um, but. <laughs> Yeah, I know it's it's frustrating. It's horribly frustrating. It's horrible. Um, you know the the funniest thing is is that did you hear Bobby Hart's interview after he got re-signed? The one on like Instagram and all that. Uh, it was like the Bengals published it. No. So, first of all, he said he believes that he's the best right tackle in the league. He said that. Wow. <laughs> and secondly, he said. He's like, after reviewing the film, he's like, you know, there's there's some things, there's a couple of things I can improve upon, but overall, I really feel like I had a great season. And I'm like, well, if your determinant of success is allowing sacks and pressures against your quarterback and getting his ass kicked, then yes, you had an excellent season. And untimely penalties. <laughs> Him and Redmond took turns. They're like, all right, hey, on this play, here's what you're going to do. You're going to false start. We're on the goal line. We're down by a touchdown. Go. We're gonna we're gonna score here, get a penalty, and the next one he's gonna dive in the end zone, but he's gonna be actually giving himself up. <laughs> so, because we don't want the points, we want to give we want to give ourselves up here. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna harp it anymore. <laughs> I hate the I hate the signing. It's horrible. I don't understand it. I don't I don't pretend to understand it. It doesn't make sense. Trash. That's all I'm gonna say. And the, the, kind of the final thing I want to touch on in, in free agency. Uh, Long time bangle. Um, some love him, some hate him. Whether you hate him or love him, he's gone. Vontez Perfect. Uh, fleas. Not fleas. He was cut. And uh, I, I'm kind of torn and not torn. I, it was time. It was time for Vontez to go. He just wasn't good anymore. And, yeah, and you know, when he's when he's giving you a headache and he's balling out, it's it's okay. You're like, alright, all right, I, can, I can handle it. But, uh, uh, now that after last season he barely played, and when he did play, he was sluggish and slow. It's just not worth it anymore. It didn't make sense. And and personally, I think I think the one string that was holding him to the team was Marvin. Marvin. You know, and after Marvin's yeah. gone, it's like, oh crap. Yeah. yeah. And and that's and I think that's why he went to the Raiders. He's got Polly G. Polly G over there to look after him, and that's that's the system where he thrived. Right. You know. Well, and hopefully he finds success there. You know, I wish I wish um, I wish him the best, and I think Vontez was, like you said, I mean, he was one. Of my, he was my favorite player when he was here and, and productive, and I love a guy that plays on the edge and right up to the edge, and maybe you know slips past it a couple of times here and there. Uh, but it got to the point where between an injury and you know suspension, one he was never available, and then your best ability as a player is your availability, and. Then when he was, he wasn't playing well. I mean, he looked slow. He looked like he didn't know what he was doing or supposed to be doing. He was missing tackles. I, I mean, you know, where was the man? Where's the man possessed? That's the guy I need. I need the guy who was picking off Ben Roethlisberger in the you know in the 2015 first round wild card playoff game to seal the game that was eventually lost by Jeremy Hill, who then tried to brag about winning a Super Bowl sitting on the bench for the New England Patriots. I digress. Um, so. 
you know, where's that guy? That's that's the gen, that's that's the that's the player I need, and he's not that anymore. His speed is gone. His body's breaking down on him again. I hope he finds success in Oakland. I doubt that he will because he just he's just not the same anymore, and that's just it is what it is. It's you know? sad. It's definitely a sad ending to a promising career, and a and a, a promising what could have been. Um, personally, my belief is I think, I think the fire was suspended out of him. You know what I mean? I think maybe. I think he sits there and he goes and you know he does some things and obviously some of the things are warranted for suspension. But I mean, after the like the first two, it was like anything that man did was a first degree felony. Like. Right. He could have breathed on Ben Roethlisberger, and it was like, no, get him out. You get him out, personal foul, and you're like, oh, man, he's just playing the game. And, like, that hit on uh, the Chiefs fullback, Sherman, in that preseason game. Yeah. My God. Suspend him for that? That's right. ridiculous. But, you know, it, it was time. Um, I, he just didn't have a fit here anymore, and I, I think they're going in a younger generation here. Uh, at linebacker, and I and and that kind of leads me to my next thing, the draft. Um, we're gonna kind of talk about our predictions, but uh, I know you have some AJ McCarron gripe to get out. Yeah, I just want to say to all of you, any Dalton haters, okay? Um, AJ McCarron has now played for two of the worst teams in the NFL, and has started for neither of those teams. He couldn't get a start with the Buffalo Bills. Nathan Peterman. He sat behind Nathan Peterman. And Josh Allen. He got traded to the Oakland Raiders, and could not like he 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 got in. He played some because they benched Derek Carr a couple of times, and he was trash. And now he's playing with the Houston Texans, and he's going to back up and be a backup. And I think he's a very suitable backup. That's his role. He's not a franchise quarterback. Everyone who's against Andy Dalton. Get off of them. I have my own gripes to a certain extent. I get it. I understand it. But stop being delusional and cl- and crying out for all you know. Jeff Driscoll is going to be the shut up, shut up. Okay, don't don't shut up. You know we we're not going to extradite our listeners here. Okay. No, can... if no, if you think that if you thought that Agent McCarron was going to be a franchise quarterback, you're an idiot. <laughs> shut up. Okay. Well, personal rants aside, we're moving on. We're still on the, staying on the topic of Bengals. And as promised, we're moving on to predictions uh, around the draft, centered around the draft. Um, we're going to talk uh, what position you're going to think first round. If you have a player in mind, throw a player out for me, Daddy-O. Um, and then kind of think about what your philosophy is. If you have anything for the second round, it's good. If you don't, uh, we'll, we'll kind of move on from there. But uh, do you want me to start or you want to start? I'm going to start. Okay. I can tell you who we're who I, I if you draft them I'm done. Okay, go ahead. If we draft Kyler Murray, say. okay, there it is. I'm done. I'm I'm done. I don't want to see it. That's a we've already wasted enough first round picks. I'm not about it. Don't waste my time. I hate it. It better be a linebacker. Make it a linebacker. Hey, do Tobin. Make it a linebacker. Do you have anybody <laughs> in mind you want? You know, honestly, um, there's I, there's two I have in mind. Okay, go ahead. Let's hear it. Okay, I it's, it's the two Devons. You got Devin White mm-hmm. from LSU. Yeah. And you got Devin Bush from uh, Michigan. Now, um, one thing that I will say is I think Devin White is going to go higher. Now, whether Devin White is still on the board at eleven is to be seen, and right. that's all speculation. It's all guessing. Um, I think, I think Devin White or Devin Bush is the more complete linebacker, and I think he would have more success here. Now, I think Devin White's ceiling is much higher than Devin Bush's ceiling. So, part of me is leaning towards Devin White because it's mm-hmm. like I love it, but like I'm also like we need a solid linebacker who's going to come in here and, and produce and get it done yeah, make an impact and get it done. But like, yeah. here's my dilemma is do you go, Hey, I want this guy who has the potential to be a stud and be like this freaking monster, awesome linebacker. Or do I want this polished clean guy? I, I watched Devin Bush run his cone drill at the combine. Mm. My God, he looked like a DB. So swift, so clean. His footwork was beautiful. I don't know, man. 
those are my two guys. Honestly, I don't think Devin White's going to be on the board at 11. Yeah, well, I mean, I've seen what what, uh, high ceiling, sometimes reckless, looks like. Yeah. We just released him. His name is Vontez Perfect. He was undrafted, sir. I know he's undrafted. But I'm just saying, I know what that looks like. Right. Give me... Give me the, the most known commodity. Give yeah. me smooth. Give me so fresh and so clean, clean. Yeah. And uh, that was really funny. I thought I thought that was gonna be a. That was was that land. a song? Was that a song? Yeah. So I'm fresh not, and so clean. I'm, no. I'm not very hip. Okay. Right. Okay. But uh, but yeah. So, um, my, our listeners will get it. They'll think it's funny because I'm a funny guy. Um, but you know that's that's kind of where I, I'm at with it. You know, please, dear God, don't draft a quarterback. You know. Hey man, I'm gonna stop you right there. I've I've been watching a lot of stuff around it. I've seen a bunch of pictures. Mm-hmm. And you know those those memes where somebody's like, I wish somebody looked at me the way that like somebody looks at oh, this. Oh god. And like I'm looking at Zach Taylor in the back at those pro days and he's going like, Ooh. if you can't and I know you can't see me, but I'm doing like the the look at me. Like he's looking at he's looking at Dwayne Haskins like he's a snack right now. He's like mm. I could see it happening. Now, does that necessarily mean it's the best move? Probably not. But as a fan, it's fun and exciting. And Dwayne Haskins won't be there at 11. Listen. He won't be there at 11. Guarantee it. Listen to me. It's fun and exciting, and you know it. Okay? Yeah, so is heroin, but people still die from it, so. Wow. That's... (laughs) That's sorry, weird. sorry, folks. He's getting, he's getting very controversial. <laughs> yes, I'm but feeling a little edgy today. I'm, I'm just saying. saying, I'm looking at it and I'm going, I'm getting a little, little, little peek. You know what I mean? Right. Obviously, I think a linebacker would probably be the best move and probably mm-hmm. the most safe move. But like, what if? You know? I know you hate it. Oh, and I hate it. And I don't like it, but I'm also like being honest to my true self, and I'm like. It's exciting though, you know. Like think of the last time we drafted like a round one quarterback, Carson Palmer. Does that ring a bell? Yeah, Does I Carson it. Palmer ring a bell? I, I mean, I mean, the last quarterback we drafted was Logan Woodside. And he got a DUI, then got cut. Yeah, and you know who the quarterback was before that? AJ McCarron, and he's not a franchise quarterback either. Moving on. <laughs> That's just my two cents about that. But we're gonna shift again. It makes me absolutely red hot. <laughs> Speaking of red hot. <laughs> Nice. Good segue, man. I like it. We're keeping it casual today. Um, we haven't been on in a while. We, we figured we'd make it a fun one yeah, for you guys. Yeah, we're having some fun with it today, We're going to have sure. some fun with it. Um, but we are switching uh, red hot the Reds. We're switching to the Reds here. Um, and we're going to start off, you know, spring training's in full form. Opening day is on Thursday, which is going to be awesome. Yep, I'll be there. Um, I will be there. Um, Logan will be working. Yep. I will be slaving uh, away. I will be partaking in the festivities. The rich people for 150, baby. Um, but here's what I want to start off with: How good does Puig look in red, baby? <laughs> How good does that man look in red? He's out there having fun. He's dancing on the base paths. He's licking bats left and right, which I don't really understand. I'm sure Dodgers fans could have. I do know. love the tongue wag. The, ah, yeah, that's pretty awesome. You know, isn't I kind of dig it. I like yeah. it. I like his vibe. I like his energy. I think once we get him in GABP, he's going to be smashing the ball all over the place. Yeah, I hope uh, so. He's got a, a rocket for an arm as well in right field. So uh, it reminds me of when we had Jay Bruce in right field, and he, and he, had, he had an absolute cannon. Um, but moving on. Uh, that's just my little thing. Uh, I want to talk about the rotation. You know, we, we got an official release of the rotation. Um, as of March 22nd, this is what it reads. As of March 22nd, we have the rotation being Sonny Gray leading us off as number one. Wood, Castillo, Rourke, and De Sclafani. Yeah. So, I mean... For me, that uh, that's pretty much what I kind of expected. I guess going into it, I uh, is is you know what it should have been. Um, I had hoped that Tyler Malley would show some true promise and kind of a flash as to what he was at the beginning of last season. Right. Regrettably, he was unable to do that, but they still have him. I don't know if they sent him down or if he's in the bullpen. I, I have no idea. We were just talking about that off air. Yeah. We have no idea where Tyler Malley is. Yeah, I think I think they have him in the bullpen right now. I think they kept him up. But, uh, you know, and I think going forward, you know, we have some 
we have some ability to, to, to move things around a little bit. Um, I think that you'll definitely see some serious creativity being used by David Bell going forward. And I'm going to be, I've been really pessimistic today. Before yeah. we got on here, I've been really, really. We had a, me and Logan and I had a uh, semi informal discussion as powwow. to ab- about the Reds. And, and I'm hopeful. As as most Cincy fans are before every season, um, and Logan and Logan's trying to play couch GM, and he's just, he's looking yeah. past what has happened this past off season. Here's the reality, folks: if we don't score twelve rounds a game, we're not going to win very I many disagree. games. I disagree. The games right. we don't score twelve rounds, we're not going to win. I think you're right. And I, I think that we can do that. I think we have the offense to do that. I think you're wrong. Right. I don't think our pitching or starting rotation is where it needs to be. I unless. Unless Sonny Gray and Luis Castillo magically create an, a, 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 a Cueto and Latos esque situ- situation and scenario, I don't foresee that happening. You know, unless you know Rourke can prove to be the next Aaron Harang. Okay, oh my I don't Lord, see that what happening. A throwback name right? in this house, right? And um, you know, and, and again, I think that they're it's a formidable line. I, I think those are all great. If those if the, if this was our rotation, but they're all two through five or sorry three through five pitchers, I would love it, absolutely love it. The regrettable thing is we don't have a one and a two. We don't have a one and a two. We look, don't. look here, look. I'm not saying we're playing October baseball. I mean, I think good for, because that would be foolish because we will not listen, be playing October listen, baseball. <laughs> listen, listen. I'm saying for the Bengals to be even relevant, they needed a decent pitching staff. The Reds. What did I say? The Bengals. Sorry. The <laughs> Reds. In order for the Reds to be just relevant, I think they needed just a decent pitching staff. I don't think they need a phenomenal pitching staff to be successful in the NL Central. I think with our offense and with our bullpen, I think I think we can I think we can be competitive going late into the season. I think it'll be interesting. I think this is an interesting See, team. that's such a politician. I think answer. this is the most... I think will be interesting. What does that mean? I think I think it'll be I think we'll be fun to watch Reds baseball. I'm excited to watch Reds baseball. I agree. I, I I think last year you there wasn't a whole lot of reasons to be excited to watch no, baseball. I think that will I think regardless of you know even if they don't make the playoffs, even if they're not in the hunt going into the All Star break, um, I think it'll be interesting to watch them. I think it'll be a fun team to watch. I think they're going to score lots of runs. I think it's going to be a very high powered offense. Absolutely. I think you're going to get familiar with a lot of new names. Now the the <laughs> the unfortunate thing is I think that you're gonna be seeing a lot of new names walking away next year, so don't get yeah, too comfortable just because we do have a lot of rental players on this team, but that's okay. Um, you know, let's see how we are over the let our young guys play and see how they do experiment. Let's you know, let's. I mean, not fully. I don't think fully. I mean, they they are because they had to go out and sign these guys and, and trade for these guys, and I think that they realized that they had to make moves and they had to they couldn't just rely on their farm system anymore. They had to right. acquire well, talent from outside, and I, and they and I think they've done they've done something, and I appreciate that from a from a fan standpoint. I don't know that. I, again, I don't know that we've made. The, all the moves that we needed to, but we've made good moves, or at least moves that put us in a better position than we were at the start of free agency. Hot take. Logan's going to eat his words at the end of the season. And I'm going to bring it on live here. I'm going to scold him. So you're going to say the Reds are making the playoffs? No. That's I'm, I'm just saying they're not going to make the playoffs. So That's all you're saying? Fuck. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> screw it. Yeah. No, I'm saying it. You're going to say, okay. I'm saying it. So what's the record? They're going in as wild card. What are they going, how many I, I'm not going to predict a record. Record. I mean, you already did a couple episodes ago, but that's all right. No, I'm I'm changing it. They're going to the playoffs. They're win. They're going in as a wild card. They're not going. They're not going to win the division. I think the Brewers are going to win the division. Really? Okay. I think so. Listen, you heard it. You heard it here. Episode five. Andrew Cardinals Mix. are going to be really good this year. My guy. Uh, that's St. Fine. Louis is going to be really that's good. That's fine. I'm not worried. I'm not scared. <laughs> you know what? I stand by what I said. 150th, baby. The Reds are born to baseball. Yeah, I think that the... I'm not going to hear it. I'm not going to let you speak. I'm moving on. I think the most dubs they're going to get this year is for best uh, uniforms. That's a good that through. is going to be dope. 30 different uniforms this year. but That is going to be dope. And one thing you were saying, there's things to be excited about. Now, offense is one thing we've can, we've been excited about with the Reds for the past two years. And uh, I think that's great. But one thing I'm particularly excited about is the bullpen. The Reds have a lethal bullpen right now. 
Um, you know, you have Amir Garrett, Rossiel Iglesias, Hernandez, Hughes, and Lorenzen. Lorenzen's going to play center field, too, this year. Count it. I mean, it's a pretty crowded outfield, as it nope, is. Nope, he's going to get out there. Maybe like a little double switch action or something. Yeah, maybe get him in there, get him in as a pinch hitter. Um, but uh, I'm excited for it. Um, what are your thoughts on the bullpen? I think the bullpen will be effective again this year. Now, here's what here's what happened to the bullpen last year is that, you know, our we were we weren't getting quality starts from our from our starting pitching staff and our bullpen was worn down. Yeah. You know, at the end of the season, I think that you, you saw that and it manifested itself in you know lots of runs whenever they were starting to come in you know early on in games and I think that this year, I think that you're going to see more quality starts. Yeah. Um. So as much as I'm you know giving the the starting rotation a hard time, I think it's going to be better. I think that as a result, what was already a good bullpen, which is now bolstered with you know, people who were are guys who were starting last year, so in theory should be better. Um, will be bolstered by those those new additions, and also be protected a little bit by these new guys in the starting rotation, who hopefully can provide a you know six innings, seven innings. Yeah. You know, and, and anything less, th- anything more than four. There was one. There was one stretch of game. There was a ten game homestand where Hernandez pitched like three or four innings um, every game. Yeah. And that's that guy. That can't happen. That can't happen, you know. And um, and we and then you know we played the game where it was a rotating door for the starting rotation of you know we're calling up you know Jim Bob Cooter to freaking pitch for <laughs> for <laughs> you know and it's just like come on man you know help help brother out you know we brought in that that one uh, what was his name yeah I yeah he like, got smacked for like four hundred runs it was yeah. it's ridiculous but uh. Yeah, no, I think I think the bullpen's gonna be fun. I think it's gonna be one of the fun parts. You know, Grace Iglesias is just off a, of, off a, of, you know, signing. So I'm excited. Um, what do you want? I, we we know what the 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 outfield's supposed to look like, but what do you want it to look like day one, opening day? What what should the outfield look like? Um, I think you put Puig in right. Okay. I think you. I mean, if I'm being, I like Winker, but I I want to see what Kemp's about. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, he was. That's the thing. Think about it. We have now he's aging, yeah. but we have an all a, a, a guy who's an all star last year sitting on our bench. I know. It's a good problem to have. That's pretty dope. <laughs> yeah. I I, I kind of want to see Kemp out there, and then I guess I wanted Senzel. I put I put Kemp in left, and Winker can come in and yeah. do some pinch hitting here and yeah. there. I wanted I wanted Senzel in center. I was really rooting for him, uh, but as of he'll to- be there eventually. Yeah, but as of today. Um, as many of you may or may not know, uh, Nick Senzel was sent down to minor league assignment. Um, but uh, I think strictly a business move. It's a business move, and it's it's a move Smart. that allows the Reds to remain in control of of, of him. And would stuff you? Like that. Well, I pose I pose it this way: Would you rather have Nick Senzel for an extra 162 games or an extra 15 games? Right. You know. Right. And that's because that's what we're looking at. He's gonna yeah. miss probably 15 games at the beginning of the season, and then they'll bring him up, and they'll have him under a contract for another year. I think it's totally worth it. Yeah. And again, I don't think that the, I don't think they're a playoff team, so I don't think the 15 games is gonna matter that significantly. That anyways, it doesn't matter. They're gonna. You heard it. You heard it here, guys. He's doubting me. I'm psychic. I'm, I'm telling you. No playoffs. No playoffs. He says, but I disagree. Um. And then I think I think we're getting close to wrapping it up. It is getting a little bit long here, but I That's mean, what she said, "All right, uh, <laughs> Logan, um, how do you think they've looked in spring training? Uh, give me your pessimistic oh, slash optimistic." Yeah, it's views. it's hard because whether it's any any preseason preseason any sport, I don't put a whole lot of weight in. Yeah, and because you're you're you're. You're tinkering with things. You're playing with things. You're trying yeah, to. It's David Bell's first year. You're giving you're giving an opportunity to to answer all the question marks that you have. You know the guys who are fighting for the chances to be on to be a part of the organization going forward. You know, like a Brandon Finnegan, for example. This is his last. This is his last hurrah. I mean, if he's if if he's not making the team this year, it's not happening. And he's already sent um, down. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And you know, and you have guys like that who are getting significant playing time. In spring training, I know the record doesn't reflect a good team, um, 
but I thought we, you know, there's some decent outings from some pitchers. Um, Sonny Gray missed his first two scheduled starts due to injury, so that's concerning. His injury's been a problem with him for his whole career, so that's again, you know, something that's that gives me a bit of uh, reservation. But aside from that, you know, again, I think it's you have every reason to be excited um, with the things you've seen in spring training. Philip Irving was a, had a hell of a spring training, and yeah. he got sent down. Stud. Um, again, just too crowded of an outfield. It's it's a tough spot to be in right now. Um, but I'm like I said, I'm hopeful. Um, there's been bits and pieces that have been really pleasant to watch. Um, I think I think we've been hitting well. Um, Sonny Gray, despite the injuries, has had a couple outings of some shutout baseball. I mean, there was one where he went out there and struck out like. Four of six, which was cool in a, in a two inning, a two inning little thing. Um, so there's definitely some promise in these guys. Obviously, spring training is not indicative of how the regular season's gonna right. go. It means nothing. I mean, it means something, but it means not as much as everybody would like to believe. Um, you know, because after pretty much the fourth inning, it's like it's Jim Bob, nobody sitting out there in center field, and you're like, oh, okay, well, I'm gonna change the channel now. Cause I don't really <laughs> want to watch anymore. Yeah, but. yeah, I, I I'm excited to see competitive Reds baseball again, and, and, yeah. and not be, you know, I, I I'm also excited. I'm not excited to work these games though, because I feel like they're a lot of them be high scoring games, and that makes a longer game for me. Um, I really don't want to, you know, work a four and a half Nobody hour game. Nobody cares but about what you want to work. Dude. I, I'm just Nobody, saying. This I'm is a saying. sports podcast. But not whenever they're whenever work. they're out of town, I'm super excited to see them score lots of runs and laugh at the other people who have to sit there and work. For a very long time, and it won't be me, so it'll be really funny. I agree, and and with that, I think it's time to wrap up. We're back, we're back in action. We're getting back into the swing of things. It's it's March, baby. Yeah, okay, it is March. It's it is March, March, baby. Get ready for the madness. Get ready for, uh, if you're in it already. Get ready for opening day. Oh, get ready for the draft next month. Right. It's a hot time. It's a hot time in right. sports, baby. Yeah, I mean, and hey, opening day. For baseball and society is the best day in the year, and I think that um, you know it's something to be excited about. And and it's actually on opening day this year. Right, right. So we uh, we'll we'll definitely make it happen. Um, but let's go ahead and sign off here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you guys so much. Um, I've been Andrew. And I'm Logan, and folks, we'll see you around the natty. <laughs>